Welcome to 40 Plus Fitness for Women. I'm Lynn, your host, and today we're going to be talking about how many exercises you should really be doing in your weight training program and the kind of considerations around that. So this topic was sparked by a conversation that I had with a woman a couple of weeks ago. She had started weight training for the first time ever, uh, age 60, actually, person who's in very, very good shape, always been very athletic, running, biking, all those kinds of things. But weight training was something new for her. And she described the kind of program that she had found online. Now, this program was a four times a week, one hour a day program. And in each session, they were doing six or seven different exercises. Now, six or seven different exercises in a session, you know, I think is a good amount of exercises in a session. But the thing was that since she was just starting on her weight training journey, there are four days a week. And each of those days, she was doing six or seven different exercises. That meant that right at the beginning of her journey, she was having to learn, you know, over 24 different exercises. 24. That's a lot. And uh, would not be my recommendation, actually, for you as you start your weight training journey. So in this session, I really want to discuss my thoughts on how many exercises you should be doing. And then next time, I am going to be talking about which equipment, because that's another question people have dumbbells versus barbells versus cables versus machines versus body weight. So, so let's talk about that next week. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss that one. Okay, so let's get into this topic. So the first thing is that when you're first starting out weight training, and even if you're an experienced weight trainer and you start on a new exercise, it takes some time for your body to actually learn how to do that exercise. There is some coordination component going on there. There are neurological adaptations that happen just as you learn how to move your arms and legs or whatever body parts that exercise requires and to maintain your balance, all the things, right? And those neurological adaptations need to happen kind of first. And then after that, you can really start kind of working in that particular exercise. Now, none of us are going to become experts in the first few weeks that we're doing a particular exercise. In fact, throughout your weight training life, you can continue to improve your technique. Even those who compete on a very, very high level are always working on their technique noticing that, ah, oh, whoops, my knee is going a little bit too much this way, or I should do a little bit more this way, or, or uh, you know, my tempo is a little bit uneven, whatever. There are always things you can fine tune. So don't think that when you've watched the video once, you've done it, you're sort of in that direction that you're kind of done learning because, because that's really not going to happen. Anyway, and um, and how long it takes for you to learn a new exercise? Well, that is going to depend on 
first of all, your background and what you have been doing uh, physical activity wise. So if you've been going to, let's say some group fitness classes or something like that, where they've been doing similar exercises, your body has learned a little bit how to do that particular, like I like to call it choreography. So those movements together. So maybe a little bit faster for you. But if you're somebody who has never picked up a weight and some people are, sorry to say, just a little less coordinated or a little less able to copy what they're watching or, you know, they have a little less body consciousness. And I mean, you know, that's that's fine. It's just good to acknowledge that if, if you are one of those people, then it may take you longer. So for example, one of the exercises that many of my clients start out with is a reverse lunge. And a reverse lunge, for those of you who don't know, you start out standing on both feet and then you put one foot back and bend both legs so that both of your knees are at about 90 degrees and then you come back up. So that has actually got quite a bit of coordination components. You've got your front leg doing something, your back leg doing something, it takes some balance, you know, there, there's a lot going on there. And it is an exercise that many of them will start out holding on to something and just doing body weight because it takes that coordination. And also because if they haven't been doing any weight training before, they may not have the muscles that it takes very easily to get out of that position into that position. So it kind of depends on you how long this is going to take. That's going to be very variable, but it can take weeks. And imagine now if you have these exercises and you had 24 of them and that you're trying to learn at the same time. Now, that seems like a pretty daunting task. At least for me, it would be very daunting. And uh, so my recommendation is really to be minimizing the number of exercises that you do in the beginning and really learn those. Start to feel really comfortable with those and start to be able to progressively overload those. And by the way, if you don't know what progressive overload means, then check out episode 18, where I really go through that. And, you know, some of you may think like, hmm, what you know, if I'm just doing the same six exercises over and over again, like that can't really work, right? Well, yes, it can. So there is this myth out there that you need to be swapping up exercises all the time, that if your body gets used to it, you're not going to be progressing. Well, that would be the case if you are doing those exercises and every time doing the same number of reps and the same weight, then you wouldn't be progressing, no. But if you're doing the same exercise and you're constantly pushing yourself to do a little bit more, getting a little bit out of your comfort zone, then you will progress going forward. So adding one more rep or aiming to add one more rep in each set. And then when you've gotten to a high enough rep range, then increasing your weights. Kind of the same thing uh, if you think about like jogging, 
you know, if you set out, and I've used this example before, if you set out and you're like, okay, I'm going to start running. And then you decide, okay, I'm going to run around my block, right? And every morning you get up and you run around your block. And that's all you do. You go around your block at the exact same speed every day, same thing. Then of course, you are not progressing. You're you're staying still. It'll feel hard for the first few times. And then your body will make those adaptations to be able to do that, run around the block. And then you'll be, you know, it'll be kind of easy and you'll just be maintaining your ability to run around the block. Same thing with weight training. So you don't need to be doing like a different exercise all the time. You just need to be finding ways to push your body a little bit more. So you're telling your body that, hey, the muscle that I have now is not quite enough. So I need you to build a little bit more. And that is done through progressive overload. So go back and check out episode 18 if you are not clear on what progressive overload is. So that's kind of the myth of muscle confusion that you have to like keep swapping up exercises and that, oh, you know, if you don't, then your muscles are going to get bored. Well, no, not if you're applying progressive overload, they're not. They're going to be very challenged and keep um, progressing, keep getting better. So I've got some exciting news, which is that, yes, I'm going to go ahead with the group program if I get enough signups. If you are interested, please make sure that you are getting on the wait list at www.befitafter40.com slash group. And then there's the myth of soreness. So one of the things you may notice if you're doing the same exercises week in, week out and applying this progressive overload and doing it in a, you know, calm way, you know, where you're not just like trying to kill yourself each time is you may notice that you're not very sore and that's fine. Actually, muscle soreness is not correlated with effective weight training, like as far as building strength and muscle size. So you don't need to worry that, hey, if I'm not sore, it's not working. If you are seeing signs of progress, like you, your weights are going up, your reps are going up, hopefully then after a while, you'll also notice that you are stronger. Like you'll notice it in everyday life. You'll also uh, maybe even see it in the gym, in the mirror, and then you know something's going on. And then maybe the third objection that people have, in addition to this muscle confusion myth and then the soreness myth, the, the third objection is that, hey, it's boring. And I guess in theory, it could sound like it's boring, but um, I think I have yet to actually meet somebody who has gotten into weight training, done it for a little while, like really, really given it a go, you know, done regular sessions two, three, four times a week for a few months, let's say half a year. And, and then said, oh yeah, it's really boring to go in and do the same thing every time because you, it's like, feels like a familiar thing to be doing those exercises. And especially when you find exercises that you kind of like, and when you start feeling stronger and you notice the progression, it's, it's really exciting. 
In fact, one of the challenges is that when you switch exercises, then you're kind of starting from scratch again, right? If you've been doing your familiar, you know, bicep exercise, for, for example, and then you swap it up, then you're all of a sudden, again, trying to figure out, okay, what weight should I be doing? Your body is learning that new exercise. And then, you know, after you've done the neurological adaptations or after they've occurred, then you can start progressively overloading and the muscles will start growing again. So the switching of exercise is actually like a little bit of a, a stop to progress for a moment, or, or at least a slowing down of progress. But that is not to say, I am certainly not saying that do the same six exercises from now until, you know, you're in your grave. No, <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that I think having like starting out in the gym and then all of a sudden having 21, 24 different exercises to learn, that is maybe not not the kindest way to get started and uh, maybe not the easiest way to get started. But now I do want to go through like the reasons why you would want to eventually swap out exercises so that you're not doing the same six exercises, you know, for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Okay, so I've got one, two, three, four, five, five reasons for that. Okay, so reason number one is that, you know, if you are, and and I do believe you should be kind of limiting your one session to about six exercises, right? And let's say for me, I've, I split upper body and lower body day. That's my preferred way of going. And that's how I coach most of my clients. Uh, upper If you're doing four days a week, you have an upper body day and a lower body day. And then twice a week, you do upper body. Twice a week, you do lower body. So in essence, what that means is you've got six upper body exercises that you can do and six lower body exercises you can do. And well, that means that you're, you're not going to be able to hit the muscles in many, many different ways. So one of the good points of swapping up exercises every few months, at least, is to challenge your muscle at different lengths, depending on whether you have your arm directly by your side, so aligned by your side, and then you're lifting it up and down, or whether your elbows are kind of a little bit ahead of your body uh, when you're doing the bicep curl, or whether your elbows are a little behind your body when you're doing the bicep curl, that is going to hit the muscle a little bit differently. And, and that'll give them a little bit different stimulus. And, you know, we are all individuals and you may actually notice that one of those is more effective for you. And then the other thing that's nice about changing your exercises out every now and again is that if you're always doing the exact same motions, then you are stressing your joints in the exact same ways over and over and over and over again. And if that's like years and years and years and years and years, then that's maybe not ideal. And think about how many people run for years and years and years, and then they develop knee issues, right? Because they're repetitively running, 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 running. It didn't happen in a day. It happened, you know, after years. So kind of the same kind of logic. And then reason number two would be, well, it's a, a little bit similar to um, the, the bicep curl thing, but 
when you're using, let's say, different equipment, um, for example, if you're doing a lateral raise with a dumbbell, the point in the lateral raise when you are going to feel the most um, resistance from that dumbbell is different than if you've got a cable in your hand. So switching those, again, it's a little bit of a different stimulus for your shoulder. Uh, so that may be a good reason to be swapping every now and then. And like I said, because we're individuals, it may be that we notice that we get better results with one of those than the other. The third reason is a practical reason, actually. And this can come in a few different ways. So one can be, for example, you don't have the right sized weights for you to continue to progressively overload. So this has happened to me, uh, for example, on dumbbell shoulder presses. So my gym has uh, dumbbells that go up every kilo up until 10 kilos, and then it jumps to 12 and a half kilos. And after that, it's 15 kilos. Now for my little shoulder muscles, uh, a two and a half kilo jump from 10 kilos to 12 and a half, that's like a 25% increase. It was just too much, could not do it. So for that reason, I switched to doing my shoulder presses on a machine where I could control the amount of resistance that I was getting a little bit better, strengthen my shoulders a little bit more using the machine, and then go back to doing the dumbbells and uh, and be able to do the 12 and a half kilo weights. So that's that's one kind of practical consideration. And then sometimes you will start out doing exercises which work just fine at lower weights, but you'll find as you get stronger and stronger, it doesn't work for you so well. And uh, one example is like doing a kneeling row with a cable. When you're first starting out and the weight that you're rowing is significantly below your body weight, it's no problem to be there in a kneeling position and pull the cable with your arm, you know, training your back. But then as you get stronger and stronger and the weight starts to get closer to your body weight, you will find that just holding that position so that you can work your back with that cable row is going to be challenging. And so at that point, you probably want to switch to a version where you have some more stability for your body. So you're not fighting so hard to just stay in the position so that you can work your back. So these kinds of practical reasons. So the fourth reason why you may want to switch exercises is that you are actually more advanced. So for, especially for people who are just starting out, often you'll be given kind of easier options of exercises. An example is if um, push-ups is something that you want to be able to do and you can't do them on the floor, not even on your knees. You might start with doing push-ups against a wall. And then as you get stronger, you can do it on your knees and then start doing it off your knees. Or maybe you start out using a chest press machine um, and then as you get stronger, you start working on actual push-ups. So you switch what kind of exercise you're doing. So 
There are those kinds of reasons. And then finally, number five, and actually probably my favorite reason is variety. Because in the end, if you've only got, you know, a limited number of exercises that you have time to do in a week, there might be a lot more exercises that you want to do or ones that you really enjoy. Or maybe there are two exercises that you really enjoy that are pretty much the same, like hitting the same muscles. So you don't want to do them in the same workout, you know, waste that slot in the same workout, but you do them in two different workouts so that you can get them both in. I mean, I definitely have this challenge when I think about, okay, now I want to make some adjustments to my programming. I'm like, oh, I really like this exercise and and it makes me feel really strong and good and, and all that. And then, ah, oh, but this one too, you know, I, I sit there for quite a while, like weighing that. And, and so, um, yeah. So variety is definitely one of those reasons. And I'll think like, okay, but next time, <laughs> next time I'll get that one in. Because in the end, you know, we're trying to build a habit that is sustainable for us. And one aspect, of course, is that you want to pick exercises that are maximally effective, that you're hitting all your muscles because you want to be strong all over for your, you know, to get your body ready for the next decades of your life but you also want to enjoy it. So you want to have exercises in there that you like, that make you feel good. All right. So to summarize what I went over in this podcast is that I think for beginner weight trainers, the best idea is to have a limited number of exercises that you're learning because there is this learning component. Plus, you're not familiar yet with weight training. You may feel awkward in that weight room, you know, overall. So if you have like a shorter program, you know, or less different exercises in your program, you're going to get familiar with it a lot faster. You're going to feel confident with it a lot faster. You're going to be able to apply progressive overload to it a lot faster. So maybe even the first year, year and a half, two years, depending on how often you're training, if you're only going twice a week, then, you know, maybe you don't need to be switching it up very often. But for those, you know, beginners, definitely, I think, you know, don't overwhelm yourself with trying to learn 24 different exercises when you're first starting out. Already 12 is quite a lot. And then the reasons for actually changing them every now and again. And when I say every now and again, I mean like keep the same programming, please, for at least 10 to 12 weeks. I I keep mine usually for four months to six months. And then I might swap out one or two of the exercises because it's kind of annoying to learn <laughs> to get back into the the different exercises, the ones you swap out, because again, you got to figure out your weights and, and get into the groove with that new exercise. So I'm somebody who doesn't really like so much variety there. I love my variety in my dance classes and in cardio and that kind of thing, but not in my weight training. But the reasons why you would want to change is to hit the muscles in slightly different ways and to challenge them at different lengths. And then for practical reasons, like you don't have certain right-sized weights that you would have needed, 
or you're just getting so strong that you can't do that particular exercise comfortably anymore. Or you've gotten so advanced that, you know, the beginner exercise that you were given, you know, is no longer necessary. You can go into some more standard uh, exercises or more intermediate advanced exercises. And I kind of hate to call them like beginner exercises and intermediate and advanced because, you know, there are so many exercises that beginners can do. And then they're still used by people who have been weight training for, you know, 20, 30 years. And so, yeah, there's, it's not like there's a group of, Hey, these are the beginner exercises. These are the advanced exercises, but anyway, and then also for variety, because yeah, as you get going, you'll notice there are certain exercises that you like better and maybe some that you're curious about. So variety is a good reason to sw switch out because after all, this, this is not supposed to be just like, okay, I, I do compare it to, you should be doing it like you brush your teeth, but you can also make it a little bit more entertaining, right? I think a lot of us like watch reels while we're uh, <laughs> brushing our teeth or something <laughs> to make it more interesting in the same way our weight training can be made more interesting by making sure that we have exercise that we like in there. All right. So that was it for today. And remember to hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss next time where I'm really going to go over like, what about machines versus dumbbells versus rubber bands, you know, like the different kinds of equipment that you can use uh, kind of pros and cons or considerations why you would want to use one or the other. And um, yeah, so till next time, happy training. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of 40 Plus Fitness for Women. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to show your appreciation, please hit the subscribe button. That helps me to reach more listeners because it signals to the podcast algorithm gods that this is a good show. Talk to you next week.